0: Okay, Um we're rolling. Hi. Welcome. This is the Meadow Report.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell. And I'm Vanessa Kasani.
0: And Vanessa and I developed a Meadow Report um, as a modern take on the tribal version uh, when women would go out into the meadow and hunt berries and nuts and find water and then come back to the tribe and say, hey, you know, this, this
1: is worth that. Go there. Avoid this. Right. And that's what we're doing. And
0: that's what we're doing in today's time and in a little bit more... Um, structured way, because we do do that, you know, like if you compliment a woman mm-hmm. like, oh, I love your shoes, she'll always tell you, I got them at this place for this much money, mm-hmm. yeah. so we naturally do that, and we just want to introduce our community to cool things that we run into, cool yeah. people and concepts, and,
1: and we do such a variety of topics, today we did an earlier podcast on yoga, yeah, a young woman that teaches
0: yoga to kids, and uh-huh. Um, she did some private teaching for people who want to practice
1: at home, and yeah. talked about Ooh. the
0: practice, and yeah, it was really awesome.
1: And today we have a special guest, um, Miss Nikki Fine, which um, she I she actually sent me her bio, and I want to read it because when she sent it to me, I was like, wow, this is like okay, amazing. Um, so a longtime psychotherapist in private practice, certified teacher of mindfulness meditation training at the Center of Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, at the University of Massachusetts, a TEDx presenter and the founder of mindfulliving.org, the author of The Need to Please, which was the book that originally introduced me to Mickey Fine, Fine's work. Um, and then she has a new book coming out Pigs Be Happy.
2: May All People and Pigs Be happy. Oh, May
1: All People and Pigs Be Happy. That's right. So, she has taught mindfulness-based stress reduction and loving-kindness meditation since 1994, um, including in her private practice and in research environments, Rice University, the University of Texas, MD, answer, MD Anderson's Cancer Center, and the Young Center. So, welcome. I know. <laughs> You've been pretty busy. <laughs> That's a late <link>, yes.
0: <laughs> so, I'd like to start with, why don't you tell us, you know, if you were... Just introducing somebody to the concept of mindfulness. Good. That's exactly where I wanted to okay, start. Okay. Good. <laughs>
3: yeah. Perfect.
0: <laughs> so mindfulness is the awareness that arises when we
2: intentionally bring our attention into the present moment and in a certain way, with noticing and letting go of judgment and critical thought, mm-hmm. and allowing the moment to be as it is instead of trying to change it so quickly. Because often we just like go, I don't like that,
3: mm. and we
0: run!
2: Divert our attention, or we run, or we we go numb, or, you know, fight, flight, flight, or freeze. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and so that's, so mindfulness is as ordinary as it can be, and yet, it's not so, it's it's difficult. That's why Mm -hmm. there are classes in it. Yeah.
0: Because
3: most of the time... Sort
2: of
0: like breathing intentionally. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. So what's the benefit? What you know? What's the benefit mm. of being mindful? You know, I mean, of course, right now, um, you know, I want to be here. I want to mm-hmm. be focused on what we're talking about and mm-hmm. and our energy and mm-hmm. you. But let's say, like, if you're at work or driving. Driving. Mm-hmm. Driving's a good one for me. <laughs> <laughs> and some of
2: them were like, I just it's my
0: exit on the freeway. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't just have a wreck. And
2: yeah. so and, and there's a lot of really mindless driving. and so mm-hmm. to be present with what is with what's there right there, first off, if you're in a car and you're practicing mindfulness, you're probably going to be a lot safer. Uh, and it may also help you get where you're going with a little less stress. because if you are let's say you're gonna you' you're driving to a meeting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And or a doctor's appointment, and all of a sudden the traffic backs up. Your first, what's your first?
0: I'm going to be late. Yeah. Okay.
2: And 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 a little bit of an emotion. Oh yeah, yeah. Eh. frustration, irritation, eh. yeah. frustration, mm-hmm. right? So and we're human. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. And yet, if you were if you were maybe on a really good day, like mm, it's okay. I'm a little, You know. I'm late, I'm late, I, I can't help this, I, I left soon enough, and if you're on a grumpy day like you didn't sleep well, you're hungry, you had a bad dream, then it's like, <clears throat> Yeah. So mm-hmm. how, we, how we think, or what we think, causes the stress. It's not the traffic. And so to know what's on our mind and be able to be more resilient in the face of the traffic. Or the dental appointment that you didn't really want to go to anyway or burning something in the kitchen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, any number of things that when we're mindful we get to know what what's happening in our minds so that we can take a breath and in that breath there's a pause. Right. And there's a, there's a, psych- a psychiatrist who was in the Nazi war camps um, named Victor Frankl. Oh yeah, well, I, I read that that book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. the book, mean, the uh, meaning of. Uh, I forget what it's called. Oh, you that, said it, it left the, left me. the paperback. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know not I can't
0: remember. Okay. So <laughs> I'll,
2: it'll come to you. In a minute, come to me in a minute. So, so Victor Frankl, who was a Nazi war camp survivor, that he and that he could even say this is amazing. Right, having that experience. He said, between stimulus and response, there's a there's a pause. And in that pause, there's a choice.
3: Mm.
2: And in that choice lies our freedom and our happiness. And I mm. hope I didn't butcher it.
3: No. His whole... Man's search for meaning.
0: Man search for meaning. His <laughs> whole concept was to... That he could choose to be happy in his situation. Very challenging.
1: Very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, being happy in a situation? In, a, in tough a hard situation? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where can we begin that? Well... Let's say you have conflict with your spouse, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you stay?
0: You have that a lot more than I do.
1: Yeah. I don't have a spouse.
3: Hmm.
1: I definitely do the breathing and stepping back. And I think it's a letting go of like the control of it should be this way. Ah. And um, something that actually my therapist has been telling me is like, there's multiple ways of being in the world. Because I think my thing Mm -hmm. when it comes to relationship is like, I want them to be like this. Um, And so it's kind of like the accepting, accepting of what is... Yeah,
2: this is the way, right now it's like this. And that's a really nice practice, is right now it's like this. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, we either are grasping onto it because it's so wonderful, we don't want it to leave, or we're pushing it away. And that's a very human, well it's not even human, every living being does that. Yeah and so we will always have it but when we become mindful and we start noticing we can actually notice how we struggle mm-hmm. and let go of some of that like w- like with your husband you just okay this is how it is and there are other ways and yeah. maybe it's not my way yep. uh, and it's said in, in the Buddhist in the Buddhist uh, philosophy that the source of our suffering is aversion and grasping.
3: Mm-hmm. What
2: we push away and what we don't, and what we try to grasp onto,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that that is that is said to be the source of our suffering. And I can
0: pretty much agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what came up when you when you said that for me was our current sort of political situation, and you know it's been um, I think tomorrow it's a week from the shooting, the Walmart shooting Mm -hmm. in El Paso, Mm -hmm. and the Dayton shooting, you know, it's a week tonight or tomorrow night. Yes. So, and that creates all this conflict, and we've got, you know, political stuff going on around it. And um, when you were talking about this part, I have a real, you know, I have a tough time with that. Um, Fortunately, I work in a position where I have to remain neutral, and, you know, I don't have to dive into it. But my own personal Feelings about it is it's very challenging yes. to be absolutely in a situation where I'm like that's just the way it is that's the way those people are mm-hmm. I want to change them yeah mm-hmm. I want to fix
1: <laughs> no <laughs> de- I I get it, it. That's I do
0: I want to demand it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: that's the challenge
0: for so sure so what can we do as a community around that yeah. well I'm not an
2: expert on that but I but I do know that it, if if we, as individuals who practice mindfulness, and out of mindfulness comes compassion, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity, which is a sense of balance and resiliency in the face of difficulty. And so we can, so it makes it so perhaps if you're going to do something that is some sort of social justice or fight for your cause. Mm-hmm that it may not have to be a fight so much. It may be may come more from your heart than anger. Because if you Like an embodiment
1: almost.
2: Yeah, and I think if you move from that place of anger it creates more anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that when we take care of ourselves really well and we're more resilient and less um, apt to get stressed, Mm
3: -hmm. things
2: don't bother us so much. When you have a Full-fledged practice, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That then maybe we can hold things with love. And I actually had someone in my office who said, and he's a he's a, is a Democrat, and he said, I was able to send Donald Trump loving kindness, mm-hmm. and he's he he's a pretty pretty liberal Democrat.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, too, though, with that, it's all about perception. And as it, what I've seen with the polarity of those things is, like, those things happen, but so many more people are, like, waking up and stepping to, to the leader position of creating that change. And so I feel like it's, I guess I'm not as, um, I'm seeing the whole picture versus just, like,
0: this is what it right. is. He's like this, this he's term. Doing, yeah, no. yeah, this is where we're stuck. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah so. so you mentioned if you had a full fledged practice, what would that look like? Uh huh. Yeah.
3: Well, uh,
2: uh, mindfulness has to be mindful of anything is can be a meditation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mindful eating.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, mindful driving, walking to your car, cooking dinner, um, hugging someone, petting a dog. Having a fight,
3: mm-hmm. you do
2: that with awareness. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: so those are more informal kinds of mindfulness. It's not sitting down on it, you know, and without any activity and meditating. But they're both ver- they're they're basically the same. Except with meditation, you're not doing anything. You're simply noticing whether it's the breath or the body or sound or thoughts or feelings. And so there's an, a formal practice of the meditate of meditation. And then there's the informal practice of every day out in the world and where the rubber hits the road. Right. And Mm -hmm. they both support each other.
0: Mm -hmm. I can see that.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. And so
2: to have a have a a full practice may be meditating every day um, and as best you can being in the world with awareness, which may be every once in a while. Stop. Stop. Take a breath. Observe. Proceed. Um, Or planning something that you can do. Planning something in your day to do with awareness, Mm -hmm. like taking a shower or chopping carrots or Mm -hmm. uh, hugging a baby or or driving or walking from your car to
0: the house. It seems like breathing has a lot to Mm -hmm. do with it, like is a big aspect of it. Mm I breath. think that really helps yeah. a lot. Yeah. And the the breath is
2: in our body. Right. And it's always there until we die. Um, it, and it always changes as so though it's a little bit of a barometer, right? Mm-hmm. If we're feeling anxious, it is higher in our chest and quicker. The breath connects us to ourselves. Hmm. Would anybody want to do that now? Yeah, let's do that. just a few minutes?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So if we could sit
2: with um, our feet on the floor or cross-legged either way, just to... Feel relatively stable and relatively upright. You may actually want to put something behind you there, so you're,
0: yeah, there
2: you're. Yeah, that's that's. So
0: one of the things that before you go, that um, I I recently um, put this app on my phone. It's called Calm, mm-hmm. and it has a lot of meditations on there. And I use it to fall asleep. I moved my television out of my bedroom. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I know, yeah. but it, I have tr- trouble falling asleep sometimes, so I mm-hmm. use the app. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it says, try to keep your spine straight because it helps you breathe better mm. and it helps you be um, more aligned from your breath to your mind. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about it like mm-hmm. that, but I was like, okay, interesting. Yeah. So she counseled me to put my spine straight. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah. And when you meditate, if you're, if you're, um, you can meditate lying down if you are in pain or if you can stay away, if you think you can stay away. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I teach us something called a body scan, which is done lying down. Mm-hmm. So, but to actually embody what we're trying to cultivate—dignity in ourselves, respect for ourselves, awareness, and you know, wakefulness.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, maybe we can sit that way. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: So, you can notice our feet on the floor, or in a tripod if you're sitting. So, uh, and noticing the back side of the body on the on the chair. You can close your eyes if you'd like, but if you'd like to keep them open, you can just have a gentle gaze down, maybe at your lap somewhere, or out a little bit further. So feeling that support. Maybe letting it support you. And from those uh, sensations of support or, or pressure, can bring your attention kind of flowing from that just to the whole body for a few moments, knowing that we're here, right here and right now. And now gathering attention to the breath. So there's a feeling the breath in a kind of whatever, wherever you feel it most vividly. It might be in the nostrils, it might be in the throat, it might be in the chest or the belly, and letting your attention light in that place as you notice the, the breath and on an in-breath knowing that you're breathing in. On the When it does and you notice, simply acknowledge that it's wondered and there's that pause between the stimulus and the response where you choose to come back to your chosen focus. You don't have to get rid of anything or change anything. Simply switching your attention. No need to change the breath at all. Just letting the breath be exactly as it is and it may change by itself as we settle a bit and no matter how many times the mind wanders each time you notice, simply switching that attention back to the breath again and again coming back to the breath bringing a kind attention to the breath
0: so I felt like you could tell when our mind (laughs) was drifting (laughs) I'm not a mind reader. Yeah.
2: I just know
3: I that, feel that it like does. Does. she
0: knows I'm listening to the dog breathing. <laughs> 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 no.
3: no, I didn't. That was That's
2: nice. funny. But so, what did you yes, notice while it me. happened, while you were practicing
0: it? I noticed that um, my mind, where my mind went, was to their breathing, to the dogs.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, probably because I'm mindful of the podcast recording. You know, <laughs> um, now I feel. Very. Um, I feel like I took a nap. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's
2: interesting, even with the wandering mind and a little bit of worry about the the the, no, the right. sound of the of the dog breathing breathing, that it's okay. I, I still got some benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And I think one of the things that pe- happens is that when people no notice that their mind's wandering, they just they get upset.
1: They
2: judge it. They judge it. They. And then they think, I can't do this, and so they quit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But this kind of meditation is very forgiving. It's it's just this moment. And when this moment is over, it's over. And you get to start all over again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so every moment is a new one. And the wondering mind and feeling agitated about that doesn't have to be a worry. It can be simply, there goes... There's my mind. Mm-hmm. A little irritation with it. Okay. Thank you very much. Sometimes I thank my mind. Thank you. It's working for us, right? I just come back. Just doesn't know when to stop.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you very much. Return to the breath. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Return to the breath. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Return
0: to the breath. I did like the the gentle reminders. Yeah. Come back to the breath. Yeah. Me too. I noticed too that now that you mention it, that I was thinking when my mind would go it's like, if I pay attention, whatever I pay attention to is going to get bigger. That, mm. whatever I pay attention to will grow. Whatever I pay attention to, you know, so I can pay attention to my breath mm-hmm. rather than Your the dog. breathing dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your dog. Hey. Because it's like, when I was paying attention to that it was getting louder, you know, it's like if I pay attention to my breath
3: that's,
0: mm. yeah. And it probably wasn't. I didn't notice it actually getting louder,
2: but it's louder in your mind. In my mind, right? Yeah. And do, you say, do you have a sense of what what made it louder in your mind? It, I it think just the attention to yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. There was there any what, uh, like a little bit of like I wish he'd stop or?
0: Oh yeah, definitely yeah. that. Yeah.
2: That that's part of what makes it bigger, is the like right. oh come on.
0: Yeah. hmm Lay down, you know. Yeah. Be calm. Right. Yes. No, they are. Now no, they're, no, they're calm. fine. <laughs> they were breathing with us. They were. I mean, you said something about breathing, and then I could hear both yeah, of them, yeah. you know? It was so like the moment
1: she said breath, it uh-huh. was just
0: like... <sighs> yeah. You're not supposed to be breathing like that, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my doggy you know, <laughs> breathing. That's
3: funny.
0: Yeah. So yeah. how do you incorporate that, Mickey, into your psychotherapy? You know, is it just well, sort of like a calming thing, or...? It, and And... But one of the one of the
2: um, most people have a goal of calming down with the practice, and (coughs) actually, if you have that as a goal for the practice, it's not. It's probably not going to happen, because then, if you have a goal, then what the way that you are in this moment isn't okay.
0: Yeah, you're trying to. I'm not
2: calm enough, and if you notice. I'm trying to calm down, I'm trying to calm down, then my mind starts really going even more. I'm mm. trying to calm down, then it kind of doesn't happen so but we all want that and and absolutely normal. so the objective here is simply to be in the moment with whatever's here, including maybe my mind has wondered fifty times in fifty minutes or you know ten minutes, and I'm feeling pretty irritated, I can actually breathe and let that irritation be there. And in mindfulness meditation we actually can we start with a we start with breath medita- meditation with the breath and then we notice the breath in the body. There's something called a body scan where we scan the body. It's not like progressive relaxation, but just noticing. And then we move to the breath and sound, the breath and thoughts, the breath and, and emotions, so that actually we can actually pay attention to an emotion that arises without trying to get rid of it and notice I want to get rid of it. I don't like it. I don't like feeling agitated. Can we be kind to that? Can we allow it? And it, and it's in the allow it's in the struggle with the emotion that makes it so hard. And of course it's pain there are things that are painful in life, but the struggle with it makes it even more so. There's a lot of
0: pain. And I think that's part of that what I was talking about, like what I pay attention to because <coughs> and even With the the analogy of Viktor Frankl, like being in that space, you know he could have looked at what was going on all around him or to him, even listened to the way they were speaking to him, the way they were treating them, knowing, you know what was going, what the end result Mm -hmm. was and where they were, you know thinking about that, engaging in conversation with that, and instead choosing, you know to go inside and you know remember things that made him really happy and. Well,
2: it may have been there may have been more than simply remembering things that made him happy.
0: Definitely, (coughs) a lot of. I mean, he had to work really hard at it because of that, and that's that's what I mean. It's like because this. Yeah, and I don't
2: think uh, I haven't read that book for a long, long time. Let's just because I haven't read it for a long time. Let's just at this point say, yes, there is a choice here, and sometimes. The choice is to be with the way things are in this moment, and I and I and I know from my experience um, that if we can be with something that's really really difficult and allow it to be there, allow it our heart to open to ourselves. Right? Mm -hmm. Of course, I feel this way. I mean, when my sister had cancer, she was she came here from MD Anderson, and when they would leave, my heart would be breaking, and I would. I'm, sometimes I would sit and meditate and just cry. Right. And I'd say, of course. Right. Of course this, and when there's a sense of allowing it, it didn't make it so painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not... Rather than like, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, on okay, oh, yeah, now get a, you know, get a life, why don't you just... Start? Right. There are all sorts of things that we can do to push that away. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but when we open our hearts to ourselves, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I have a friend in California. She's another mindfulness teacher. And when we talk on the phone, she'll I'll say something about how I feel, and she'll say, of course, which is beautiful. And and there there's um, there's the idea that we need to change ourselves through mindfulness and meditation. And what it really is is, can we be who we are re- mm-hmm. who we really are? That's freeing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's free. So mindfulness is about waking up to our experience, right? So this is a, a quote from a man, uh, from Frank Ostasewski, who's written a book called The Five Invitations, and he's founded the San Francisco Zen Hospice years and years ago, and he's he actually, about a month ago, had a stroke himself, and um, so I'm glad that he's alive. Anyway, so um, he says, waking up in this human experience is not easy. Authentic spiritual practice or authentic meditation practice is not about maintaining high altered states, transcending the body, bypassing difficult emotions, or, or healing all that remains unresolved in within us. It is more grounded, real, and alive than that. Spiritual practice helps us to settle into the utter simplicity of being ourselves. Healing that it, that it engenders happens when we bring awareness to the places we have hardened through conditioning grasping resistance and avoidance
0: mm-hmm. and
2: it goes on past experiences
0: pain yeah yeah
2: totally and that, that and that sense of I don't like it this way right yeah. or as you were saying i I want it this way it's, mm-hmm. you know how many of us want it our way
0: right.
2: yeah yes absolutely
0: yeah so tell us about the uh mindfulness center what do you what 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 do you guys provide there what is it well I, um i have a
2: private i have a private practice i'm actually um retiring at the end of this month from i'm not retiring i'm not retiring i'm retiring from seeing individuals mm. and i teach classes um in my office and it's just me okay not uh-huh. a center uh-huh. i think you u s medical center is where i got trained oh so okay i have a, a company called mindful living so um I offer what's called mindfulness based str- stress reduction, which is um a program that John Cabot Zinn founded forty years ago this year. Uh he started it at, U- at UMass Medical Center where I got trained and um he brought the essence of Buddhism into a an everyday hospital. Uh wow. took out the Buddhist words, put in and made it understandable for us and you know uh and he started teaching in what what they call a stress reduction clinic. Mm-hmm. And he the way that he got people to come to the classes nobody taught this stuff back then. This is 40 years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody in in the states. Right. Yeah. So there were no programs like this. He was the he was the pioneer. hmm So he went to the doctors in the hospital and said, "Send me the people who are so sick you can't help them anymore." send me the people who are in so much pain you can't touch it, and send me the people you just don't like. <laughs> like, I don't know who those people patients are <laughs> doing, but... Anyway, so those, who, those are the people who came to that class. Wow. Um, and they got better. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, tough. and so it, now it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's an eight-week class called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, two and a half hours long once a week, eight weeks, there's a day-long retreat with it, and we, we practice, where well, there's instruction in and practice of several different mindfulness meditations, body scan, sitting meditation, where we go from the breath all the way out to noticing whatever is here, mm-hmm. um, mindful yoga or mindful stretching, and then there's a lot of discussion about it, so that people begin to understand, your mind wondered fifty times too? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. and there's a, people learn from each other in the the class, and it's pretty fun for for most people. Uh, So there's that practice, instruction practice and discussion, and then there's a theme to each class where we, pretty basic, what's mindfulness, and then we start noticing um, where stress comes from, unpleasant experiences, pleasant experiences, how do you know those are unpleasant Mm -hmm. or pleasant? Mm -hmm. What brings it about? Yeah. Um, What we think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, actually noticing stress response during the week without trying to make it go away. And people are like, you want me to, I'm going to get out of it. You want to
1: sit in that?
3: (laughs) What? I know. (laughs) yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, and when we know what happens to get us stressed and we know how we relate to it with, I hate feeling like this. I'm so tired of it, I just need to be, I need to suck it up. Well, you know, all sorts of things that we do our we judge ourselves. Right, in, et yeah, yeah. So in knowing our experience, then we can begin to do something about it. But most of the time, we may feel stressed for like a flash of a second, and then we go to whatever coping thing. Right. That, uh, I'm going to switch this, yeah.
3: Uh-huh. Drinking, sit yeah. on your device, exercise, you know your iPhone, yeah, check out, have uh-huh. another
2: glass of wine, go mm-hmm. shopping. Call a friend, which yeah. is is actually a a, a pretty nice st- stress reducer. Yeah, yeah. Um, tend and befriend. So you got to know where you are, in order to get to the next place. Mm. Right. Yeah. So mm. we we begin to f- to know how we make ourselves suffer, and that that sounds too harsh. We're, we begin to know how our suffering arises. Nobody wants our, themselves to suffer. We know how it arises, and then there's some some things that we can do about it. And practicing mindfulness, what I noticed this past week with my class was they've been practicing for four weeks so we talked about what was stressing them out and, and then they started talking about and here's what happened. Mm-hmm. They're able to take a breath mm-hmm. to put a pause between the stimulus and the response and not be so snarky at their husband when they didn't and make do the thing like Yeah, yeah. Um, and all, all sorts of things. Happy being in their body. I mean, most of us are like we're kind of talking heads. You uh-huh. know. Yeah. Body yeah. awareness.
0: Awareness, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so you have a book, a child's book. And it yeah. seems like it's kind of a far reach from you in the way that you teach and talk. So tell us about the child's book. Well,
2: the, so the, the the children's book is uh, called May All People and Takes Be Happy. I wrote it, and my husband illustrated it, which we were...
0: Some mindfulness practice in there. What it was, yes, <laughs> yes. I had to so, let go of some of my, like, I want it my way. Uh, I, I
1: know. I way. know. I'm, I'm in that right it. now. Yeah.
2: I know. Yeah. So, so the, book, um, the book teaches what's called loving kindness to children. And in, in, the mind, in mindfulness practice, it's said to cultivate lists of all sorts of things. The one I like is a short list. It's loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. And so, loving kindness meditation has been a really powerful practice for me. Um, It was my sole practice, personal practice, every day for a year. Guided meditation on my website. If you're going to put my website on, yeah, we will. Um, (coughs) Sure. Lots of other ones as well. I'm
0: now finding that could I do that? I was like just doing that. We do that for a year, every
2: day for mm. a year.
3: So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: so,
2: so the, the book came to me um, in a little bit of a funny way. Many years ago, I was having a very... One day I was with my cousin, and we went to this toy store, and I saw this stuffed pig, and I thought, is that the cutest thing you have ever seen?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we went on, and she got her little gift, and we went, I could not get the pig out of my head.
3: Mm.
2: So my meditation teacher at the time, who's... Um, the head of the UCLA UCLA mindfulness program, Diana Winston, I would talk with her every month by phone. And I was telling her about this pig. I don't even know why I told her about the pig. She said, Mickey, you know you gotta go get the pig. Just go buy the pig. You gotta (laughs) get the pig. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm an adult, I'm buying a pig for myself. So, and I was kind of embarrassed. I I'm pretty thrifty. it was cost thirty five dollars yeah and, <laughs> and so I, w- I came home, and my husband is the sweetest thing in the world, sweetest man in the world and I came home and I said, "John, I bought a pig, so I showed him the pig, and I was kind of embarrassed, and he finally he says, "You know, I think you need that pig mm. so so I had this stuffed pig, and we started kind of joking around with the, about the pig. Mm-hmm. And so as I would meditate, then the pig would just come into my,
3: meditation.
2: It, it came out of me. The book didn't, it came out of my meditation. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: So um, so I started writing and at some point I said, John, would you make a few drawings? And she said,
3: oh yeah, so what happened? Is he an artist? That? Yes, he's okay.
2: a, he's a, um, it, that's how he supported himself for 40 years. Uh-huh. And, um, He's represented by Grimmion and Company, which is in the rice. Okay. So we wrote the book and he finally got it published and.
0: That's awesome. And we were talking about it's going to be available October.
3: October
2: 29th.
3: Okay.
2: I'm hoping it, it might be earlier, but I don't. I don't think so. October 29th. Pardon? Yeah, October yeah. 29th. Um, wonderful endorsements of it from world famous meditation teachers, yeah. and we're really um, kind of over the moon about it. That's so
1: awesome. Congratulations. No, that's great. So what's your intention with the book? Well, the
2: last page of the book says, may there be love all around the world.
1: Mm. And I
2: just feel that every time I say that. Yeah. It almost makes me cry. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you think about the kind of hate culture that we have now, and the the killings and how scared kids are, and how meanness is being kind of okay, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, and there's bullying and all sorts of things, for kids to be able to learn this practice, which can be, which is actually done for oneself first, and then for a, like a benefactor, like a mom or a dad or a teacher right. or whatever, yeah. and then for someone you don't, you kind of know, but you don't really know, like the postman, and then for someone that, you, that you're having trouble with, and then all beings, and that's where may all, may all people and things be happy. Comes that's wonderful.
1: From. I often tell my husband, if we want to make an impact we start with our children. Absolutely. Because they're the future of this world. Absolutely. So that's so
0: awesome. Well, and I do believe that if we're, if, you know, individually, we we have this belief system, you know, I'm reading this book, it's down here, it's called uh, Spiritual Growth by Saniah yeah. Roman. And there's a, a, there's a part in there where she talks about if you want the environment to be green and to be clean and to be, you know, where everything is sustainable, if you do your part and you believe it and you see it, you will attract more of that, you'll mm-hmm. see more of it. Yeah. And it's the same thing, you know, yeah. what we want is everybody to love each other, you mm-hmm. know.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and really, that love is innate in us. Mm-hmm. Loving, the, they it talk is. about loving kindness being a practice that um, waters the seeds of loving kindness that are already there. Right. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to go make someone loving. Find and it. And yes, exactly. they already there. It can way. be elicited in most people. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yes. <clears throat> so to help children find that ability to be kind to themselves, be loving to themselves, and then more and more people. And in the book, the protagonist in the book is a girl named Claire, who's my goddaughter, um, and the pig is Pigalina and Pigalina is a stuffed pig of course is alive to Claire. So Claire has a hard time with one of her friends and her friend calls her a bad name and she comes home she cries all the way home and throws herself on the bed. And so that's where Pigalina starts teaching her, oh mayubis.
0: Yes well we will help promote it Yeah. and um, Thank you. where can you find it? Do you know yet? It will be, um, can you find it on Amazon?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you can get it on Amazon, okay. Amazon, IndieBound, um, Barnes and Noble. It'll be carried in lots and lots of places here in Houston. And there's a pretty big outreach from the publisher for this. They have some, I think they have some faith in the book that it'll do well. So they're it's they're do. doing some publicity about it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I have Great. no idea. I know what I want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we That's
0: want helpful. that too. Yeah. So tell us what your website is. Where can people Where can find you?
2: LivingMindfully.org. Okay. Um, or you can simply type in my name, Mickey Fine, M-I-C-K-I-F-I-N-E, and I'm on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook. I have a, and I also have a Facebook page that's related to Kids Loving Kindness called at Kids Loving Kindness. And if they go to that page, there's all sorts of resources for children. That's um, awesome. Pretty, pretty interesting stuff about how we can help lots of kids. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yes. And if you're experiencing some stress, you offer classes regularly. Yes, I do.
2: I do. Yeah, in my office on uh, right here in Houston, and um, I teach an eight-week. I have eight-week courses. Two eight-week courses coming up in September, um, <coughs> and uh, and then I teach some other mindfulness-based courses. I teach a loving-kindness course, mindfulness and aging, equanimity course, mm. finding balance in your life.
0: Awesome. Um, all this you can find on your website, Yes. Right? Absolutely. Well, thank
1: you so much. Thank, thank you, you really so much. I appreciate that. If great. you're
0: listening, please like and share our podcast. And you can find us at www.metalreports.com. Um, and leave
1: us a review. And, and you can e- e- you. Yeah. can email
0: us, too, if you have an idea. You can email us at uh, themetalreport at gmail.com. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and all of that stuff, too. So like and share us. Thank Thank you. you.